Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash. And today I have a special guest co-host, Ayana Lawson, the founder of Front Row Travels and a cannabis travel specialist. Hi, Ayana. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we can ask some days, so. Yeah, good-ish. Yes. You know, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Oh, so that, that's about to be expected, so that's that's good to hear. Um, so I'm going to begin this episode as I, well, I should say, I shouldn't say usually because I haven't been doing it the last few episodes, but that's, <laughs> we're trying to course correct that a little bit. We're going to get back into this. Um, I like to begin with a fave pot, not pot, where we talk about our favorite cannabis related item, movement, situation, product, whatever it is, um, and fave not pot slash not cannabis. It just doesn't rhyme when you say not cannabis, cannabis, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound as catchy. Uh, <laughs> it does it. Sound more natural the other way, the right way. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I try to refrain from saying marijuana. So, mm -hmm. like, what else can, I mean, pot, I feel like it's probably one of the least offensive slang terms. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to start regardless. Uh, so my fave pot item is the infused sugar that I received from the fabulous green baker who I talk about often. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's down in Florida. She's awesome. Yeah, man. If I, I wish I had met her when I was there, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that I've connected with her regardless because, mm -hmm. uh, she's a force to be reckoned with and her, uh, creations are amazing yes and they're all delicious awesome, awesome job the sugar mm -hmm. um the cakes and stuff. Oh, the cookies were like huge and <laughs> yeah go ahead, go uh, ahead. <laughs> yeah i had her elderberry syrup oh my god i could literally just like drink a whole thing of it every day <laughs> it's so good um but she um I, I got that as a as a prize from your virtual bingo that you recently held. Um, I don't know how recent because who has a concept of time anymore, right? No, I think it was June. I think I feel like What's it's it? already August. I think it was in June. I remember <laughs> it. Don't hold me to it, but yeah, I think it was in June. It was sometime this summer, right? Yeah. It was mm -hmm. 
<laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. That was my first virtual bingo. And um, the Green Baker will also be host- hosting a virtual bingo in August, which I'm attending. I bought my cards already. Awesome. So I'm really excited about that. I think I'm doing giveaways for that weekend, too. Um, Ooh. I have, I'm pretty sure I am. Nice. Yeah, they're they're fun. Um, that was my first bingo as well. <laughs> so, like you guys were like a beta group, and I had been reading about it or just like a virtual game night in general, and mm-hmm. it's like a you know fun, safe way to bring people together. Something that's really simple but still enter- entertaining. And then when you win actual prizes, it makes it even yeah. more like fun. It was so much fun, really. I'm so excited to do another one. Um. And I can't wait for what you have next because you're always offering so many things uh, virtually and otherwise. <laughs> now that we kind of, you know, are are stuck in, well, I don't want to say stuck in one place. I know we'll talk about cannabis travel in general, but still like offer something from the comfort of home, something, you know, different. But um, yeah, I'm always doing giveaways, whether I'll maybe do a t-shirt, trips. Um, I think I gave away like Southwest gift cards because you know a lot of airlines are giving you almost like two years to use stuff so it's not like an immediate urgency to use these travel gifts like we have like two years on some of these and they'll probably you know as things unfold and become more apparent they'll probably you know give a little more wiggle room so I don't want to feel you know like feel like they have to have pressure Yeah. yeah no pressure whatsoever and those shirts, though, oh, my God, can I talk about that for a minute? I forgot about the shirts for a minute. I should have put that as my <laughs> favorite. I, want, I have so many things to choose from because I've, I haven't been recording regularly. But uh, just side note, I ordered two shirts from Ayana. I love them. My husband has one. It says uh, World's Dopest Dad. Uh-huh. I freaking love it. It's so soft. He loves wearing it. Oh, my God, so soft. I, I, was, I love doing yoga in mine. Um, so comfortable. Mine doesn't say world stupid dad. Mine says love. <laughs> love, yeah, with love with the uh, cannabis leaf. But yeah, I love them. Like I have to order probably two more um just for myself because yeah. they're like, you know, they're nice fitting and then mm-hmm. they're soft and then, you know, it just says what's on your mind without having to actually say right. <laughs> you know, and they handle mind. really nice in the laundry too because I'm always had I have a two-year-old so everything is gross all the time I'm about to say, yeah. <laughs> washing 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I'll add some des- uh, designs um shortly I don't know like I still have you know things that sometimes I just wake up and like oh that would make a, a dope shirt and then something that's awesome you know I don't I let rest for a while I used to have the uh joint custody shirts I, I love that with, one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't stop, but I just, you know, something else tickled my fancy. So, yeah, we're always yeah. adding new stuff to the store. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so inspired by how you just create. Like, that's that's how we should do. Just create as much as we can, right? Mm-hmm. When we get the inspo. Um, so, before I forget my fave not pot um, item. Well, it's not really an item. It's It's... My friend Tamara's company, mm-hmm. Arranged Space, she's an incredible interior designer, um, and she's helped me pick out some grown-up items for my <laughs> apartment. You know, I'm finally, like, you know, acknowledging that I'm no longer uh, young. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you got to make it, uh, you just got to settle down. and Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, I guess I have to buy something other than Ikea furniture now. Um, <laughs> you got to create your zen because there's some yes. pieces, statement pieces. They might be pricey, but they last you like so forever, true. forever. Yes. You got to start paying some quality items after a certain Right. Time. You know, after a certain age, a two-year-old, they're going to start jumping off of stuff. That's what that's what really spurred me because honestly, you're saying that, and that's exactly what was like, okay, I need to get adult about this because he was like rocking the T the fake TV stand that I had. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's time to to grow it's up. Quality, Every yeah. time everything I've done in the last like year, it's been like, wow, okay, I have to do this because of something that the the tiny human has done, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. a direct result. And but we anyway, learn. we learn. So, <laughs> that's nothing true. Wrong. You know, if you still have your furniture from IKEA, that's fine too. Do yeah. what works for you. Just know, like that's true. Sometimes that's you get a certain level, you're like, I like I'm finding a bed. I yeah. have to pay quality money for a bed now because my body is tired. <laughs> and I, if I don't get a good night's sleep, it's not right. good for anybody. Oh my so god. Like, these box springs and mattresses, while no. you know, good for a budget. Oh, I want to sleep right. so bad. But I, I digress. I digress. <laughs> I was like, not to get it. But also, track. yeah, no. And also you have to look at it. Like how much money are you really saving? It goes back to that. Like, because mm -hmm. I'm always replacing things and it's like, well, all right. But anyway, yeah. So Tamara, she can help you out virtually, which is so important right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, really, because you don't have to let anyone in your house and you can just mm -hmm. say, hey, look at this. I need some help. And yep. she has very affordable rates. So I will have links in the notes for everything, but check her out and support her. I will. And she's also a black woman. So please support black women owned yes, businesses. I'll, I'll say our, our creatives need us. Uh, I guess I'm a creative as well, but I don't like to of always share. Of course you are. Oh, no, <laughs> you are. You're a creative for sure. Thank you. I had, um, you know, yeah, I will, I will definitely look her up because I want to um, put more... I guess, intention in my workspace, it kind of mm -hmm. helps like, you know, versus just kind of slumped over on a couch and right. working off my knees and, you know, have the laptop teetering on my knee or whatever. A lot more conducive to, you know, setting yourself up for success that's yeah. what I've been saying because it's funny because I've been reading you know parenting books and things like that and mm -hmm. they're talking about setting your child up for success and like a light bulb went off I'm like I am not setting myself up oh, no. for success <laughs> like how can I show them something I, so yeah I get it right I'll definitely be looking up to Mara awesome um so let's talk about what your picks are um, okay, so for my favorite pot one, it was kind of hard because at first, like, if you had asked me 24 hours ago, I would have mm -hmm. said down the strawberry basil gummies that I've um, that put out from Curio Wellness. Mm -hmm. um, I've had I that. They, I, I know they have a dispensary in Timonium, I believe, but I know mm -hmm. they're like they're. I think they're in all dispensaries in Maryland, at least. Yep. Um, they are so delicious. Um, I love the effect. Like I, I don't really like the taste of weed. <laughs> so right. the more you hide it from me, the more I love you. So like the strawberry basil, the two complement each other. Um, the effect, like during the day, um, actually most of the afternoon too. I'm more of a sativa person, so I love that mm -hmm. it helps me focus and get creative and do things. You know that I normally probably would have put off. Like I'm so productive 
on this um actually all their line they have a mango one they have Mm -hmm. a a blood orange turmeric one um and it's different you know cbd but this i like curio yeah i I do um i love theirs so that 24 hours ago was my favorite but then (laughs) yesterday i um actually picked up some oleo cbd powder um it has i stopped by this hemp store Mm-hmm. Um, the other day I think it's called Charm City Hemp it's in the Belvedere Square area and they may Ooh. have another location um they I just went in to browse and mm-hmm. for my birthday on July 21st I'm like you know oh, I right. have to get in better shape be it mentally physically everything 2021 that is my goal to be in better shape I didn't give yep. myself a number I didn't give myself no that's not hard healthy. yeah like any hard boundaries but I knew you know same here just just bettering all around (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so I went in was like okay I heard about CBD for like weight loss but I wasn't sure what it was so I Mm -hmm. mean it entailed like certain strains so I went in the gentleman behind the counter was very helpful um he helped me choose oleo so it's like this powder um voibus um Mm -hmm. like it has voibus extract and everything nice. is natural, so it doesn't have that yucky, like, diet, aspartame, right. um, sweetener. Like, you know how you have the ready-made Kool-Aid, you just throw it yes. in a bottle of water, shake mm-hmm. it up? But it always had that diet after flavor because it's just chemicals and stuff. This is all natural. Yeah. Um, it tastes really good. I, I wind up getting the raspberry one, which is mm-hmm. for energy. They have a tangerine and a passion fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not tried those yet, um, yet but those are more for like relaxation. Um, mm-hmm. I did the energize because again, I love sativas. I'm trying to get away from the THC. So while I love the strawberry basil, cause it's all mm-hmm. THC, it makes my appetite so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so hard to lose weight when it gives you that, when you're not taking like an ant, um, appetite suppressant type of strain. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to balance it out. I'm putting more CBD in my, um diet and you know what I'm consuming yeah so isn't that funny how differently it affects people because for me CBD actually makes me hungrier because mm-hmm. it actually helps with my nausea from my Crohn's disease so mm-hmm. it helps me get I actually get I think hungrier from CBD than THC. THC I think THC helps with the nausea part more but it doesn't actually like make me hungry as much as it helps with pain and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the CBD actually kind of gets me, like, I can I think it kind of makes my stomach ready for food, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know? It does. It's, it's so interesting how differently, I, that's what I love about cannabis. Like, it just affects it does, so yeah. many, different. so many different ways. It's so awesome. And that's why that's I what keeps me going. Like, yeah, and that's why I tell people, journal what's happening so that you know what works and what doesn't work I can't tell you even when I'm recommending something I can't guarantee it'll work the same for you even though it did for me so um, I'm happy I came across the you know that product so that's what made my choice <laughs> so hard today they're like a tie as far as my favorite awesome um my favorite non-pot related um so it's not an item um over the past week like I said my birthday was Tuesday mm-hmm. so I just wanted to try something different. Normally I travel like this time last year, we were in Jamaica celebrating none of that this year. So right. I still wanted to do something different. And 
So I was like, I, I need to try a new food. I love Thai food. I love Vietnamese food. So I tried Korean barbecue um, mm. Saturday. But actually, I'm going to confess. Okay. So I went three times this week, like three times. <laughs> and I know it sounds so gluttonous, but I really didn't eat. Um, if you know Korean food, it's oh yeah, it's not really, that much food. Yeah, it's, it's small, not, it's small, small portions. portions. And lettuce wraps. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to try the lettuce wraps with the garlic paste. <laughs> I forgot. Now I got to go back again. Um, <laughs> it's you know everything's grilled. It's marinated. Yeah. It was so, so good, delicious. So much so. Like the first day I went with friends, we raved about it. I never leave a review. I know as a business owner, that's horrible. But like, I, I, I try to, I will talk up a business, but to actually leave a review on like Google review, I really am hard wet. But yeah. Plus they, they track it and they start asking, people start asking you questions and stuff. And it's like, I didn't want all that. Like, I just wanted to say wanted to good job. My, yeah. And, and they did I mean, <laughs> the service, the food, everything. And of course they were like, really, um, covid aware of how you know awesome. how they did and i right. said this was like the best it was a sad and good time because mm-hmm. i know some people are like oh my gosh you went out to eat of course this was all within local you know um compliance so we were right. allowed to dine in um with the exception of saturday which only had maybe three other parties out of the whole restaurant when i went back tuesday and went back friday right before the laws changed again Right. Um, we had the place to ourselves, like the entire wow. restaurant, just the server, the cook. And it, it afforded me an experience that I wouldn't have ever had. Like, I I don't picture me having money to buy out a restaurant, you know, right. that's a private owned restaurant. But it kind yeah. of was sad because, I, you know, of why. That, right. Because you know, you know how much money they're like, losing, too, yeah, in that it's situation. Like they put so much effort and ex- excellent customer service. Because I think the guy told me they opened March first then oh, on wow. um March 15th they had to close they didn't Jeez. really have a way to make you know the experience That's terrible so and, and they just opened I think what last week or when oh, no. it's dining option and now they had to close again well they can take out delivery and um outdoor dining yeah it's well, like 100 good. degrees outside though <laughs> like, I know oh my know, god so, you know, it's an innocent. And why story. just in Baltimore City? I don't not to get off topic, but like, whoa, this this state. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It, I think just we see it nationwide. It's no cohesiveness when it comes to no restaurants, especially. Off. I feel like yeah, and then which, no one has anything you, going on. Yeah, it's like you'll get something different from the federal, the local, the state, municipality. Like it's just so hard for everybody I, to get on the same page and not right. off on a tangent but I'm just like yeah. never. And these, well yeah, these service industries because I worked in the salon for a long time and like I, I I know they're not the same thing but they're both very high um cost in industries like mm-hmm. to run restaurants and salons and I worked in both and I know it costs a lot every day to operate right yeah it does and and then and then you have so many people underneath of that who are getting paid nothing already, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's just like so many layers of just fuckery. I mean, there's no other word for it because no one is coming up with a clear path. It's just like, let's just make money. Let's just come up with band aids. Let's come up with like quick solutions. Of, yeah, it, it, it's so many other things. I know this isn't supposed to turn into any. But oh no, I mean, it's fine. 
just like the exhaust. It's hard not to. It's everywhere. It's yeah, like it's it just everywhere. It's, it's the elephant in everybody's room. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just like the hoods, because like when you have, they have like the whole barbecue experience. So it's open. Right. They have the exhaust. I know they were like fifty, you know, fifty at least fifty grand and up for each one. Oh yeah. And you have Expensive like twenty restaurant, and you know that's not to say all businesses aren't suffer- suffering, but right. Um, you know, it, it kind of made one of my bad I mean one of my best experiences kind of not the worst experience because it wasn't right it was just the reasons behind it um I don't even know if I said the name it's it's called Koba K-O-B-A and it's Ah. like what do they call it all you can eat so is it it might be Koba A-Y-C-E dot com um they have awesome food awesome service the links in there yeah oh yeah definitely so that made like my best non you know and it was it was really good to visit after um, mm-hmm. I had consumed because I had the appetite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And this is what I was talking about, my THC CBD journey. So I had all THC that day and I was just like, I want something to eat. But, and you know, they grilled vegetables for me. The meat was really lean. I didn't mm-hmm. eat too much rice, um, some kimchi and some mm. stuff. Like I was still able to eat hearty, but relatively, yeah. you know. Um, and you could I taste all like, the flavors. Oh, yes. I know it was a lot of meat to consume, but I, I swear it's like small portions. But either, anyway, yeah. that's oh, my no, favorite. That's so awesome. <laughs> was that's that awesome. my experience? I, I, I'm going to try to figure out how to get down there at some point and check it out, hopefully. <laughs> I think another one called Honey Pig or something that was kind of like more known, but I can only oh, vouch okay. for Cobra. Like, even people that have had Korean barbecue, like I've had mm-hmm. other places, and this one is still the best. So, nice. <laughs> it's gonna I be hard for. I hope. I just hope they don't go out of business. Like, me too. You know, all every, the good all restaurants are in Baltimore. Places. I feel like. Yeah, I'll say people think we're you know one thing that they see on TV when they don't know we are a whole different scene. We're an eclectic scene from history oh, to sure. art, yeah. music. We are. Yeah, and and you are a person who is definitely like bringing that all out and highlighting that in such an amazing way through your travel company. I mean, I think that you're showing such a different side to the travel industry, which is really inspiring because, you know, people don't realize how intersectional it all is, but there's Mm -hmm. so many different layers, obviously with, um, with what's going on right now at the moment with, um, you know, with criminal justice, with, with social equity issues, with travel, entertainment, food, insecurity, all of these things are all connected. And mm-hmm. um, cannabis is also a through line, which we don't talk about a lot. When I say we, I mean, you know, mainstream, mm-hmm. non-cannabis industry people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't understand why it isn't discussed more. I mean, I've, I've, gone down this road a little bit um when you've you've been on the show before mm-hmm. and I've also had a couple of, of other uh travel experts in the past and we've talked about it but I mean there's there's so much to learn um in other parts of the country in regards to cannabis and it, it uh, travel it absolutely is um originally I, I've said it before like cannabis and travel intersect as self-care so mm-hmm. there, you know, a lot of people use travel and traditional travel to break the mundane and, you know, kind of reset, refocus themselves. And cannabis, whether you use it for medicinal or recreational purposes, actually kind of, you know, it works the same way as a form of self-care. It lessens your anxiety. It, you know, helps you focus. It gets you through these 
bouts of depression and these hard times, which are like tenfold during a pandemic, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, create homeostasis for your body. So it's not just a, a mental thing. Um, it also can physically help you. Um, that's cannabis and travel. What I think a lot of people um, are kind of underestimating cannabis on on a grander scale is that, um, you know, currently we're in financial crisis, whether, you know, right. the White House or anybody wants to admit it or not. There's right. not really, you know, much left for us to tax and create yeah. revenue from than cannabis. You know, that's like the new alcohol, the new tobacco, whatever you want to call it. That's the new section and the section, I'm sorry, sector. And with proof of like billion dollar profits and, you know, payouts to the federal government who still has it listed as a schedule one drug, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's revenue. Um, it's some of right. the highest taxes that we pay for and we don't even get, you know, a, a fraction of the protection. Um, it's also something that we're going to need as a society to kind of write this card because it's all foobard right now. It just is. Right. Um, but I don't think we can have that conversation yet until we start talking about social equity. So right. you can't, you know, in turn, use something to to boost your economy make sure families as a whole eat, but you've locked this person up who essentially was doing the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. he had a dime bag or she had a a quarter of marijuana and wanted to sell it in order to put food on her table. So it's just like, you can't have, you can't say legalize, 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 and then leave the what, 40,000 that's still locked up for, you know, low level marijuana. I hate saying marijuana. I'm sorry. (laughs) Low low level cannabis possession. (laughs) Cannabis. Have to, yeah, yeah no, that's to, exactly what. Right. Yeah, I don't like to say that either. <laughs> and you, but you can have the conversation about cannabis and legalizing it and helping us stimulate the economy again with these billions of jobs. I'm all for it. I, along with a lot of other organizations, are saying, "Listen, we have a chance to right some wrongs with this money. Right, stop sending it, you know, to these corporations. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also the police laws. Yeah, the the fund the police that in turn." put their foots, you know, and knees on our necks and use right. it to criminalize us and, right. you know, break the law basically. So it's a whole social equity package that's wrapped up within cannabis that's wrapped up in the U.S. economy. It's, it's right. like one of those targets. It just spreads out. It's the ink blot in the milk. It just split, spreads out and it's only a matter and Yeah, exactly. And what you're, you know, when I think about travel, originally I used to think, you know, it, it's for people of money, right? Mm-hmm. And that's true on some levels, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I don't travel a lot of times. But then I think about the way that you're taking it, though, and what you're just talking about is you're showing how all of these things play out on a local level. But that is also travel, like understanding your local surroundings mm-hmm. and really like taking it in. <laughs> that's part mm-hmm. of travel right that's yeah, I mean, part of the travel industry you can literally travel and do a history tour of your city get to know where some of these um you know laws and bills came from that are directly affecting your community so for instance redlining you know people don't understand how detrimental redlining is to cut off say the you know inner city to some of the better paying jobs better you know better paying opportunities out in the county and you know, we have Baltimore City and then we have the rest of the counties and Baltimore City is kind of like cut off due to redlining. So if you don't understand the history of redlining, 
how was yes. you know how was used um, to further racial divide and affect mm-hmm. one community more than the other or more detrimental than the other. Then the Baltimore that City. Yeah, I would say start is, with. We have so much history here. You can actually do, like I said, a history tour. Just go around, sure. introduce yourself to your local ombudsman, politicians, mayor. Get to know them that way. You you know, and then say you kind of spread out after you're done Baltimore. Go to Annapolis. Like you can actually mm-hmm. take a day trip to Annapolis and learn your state level law. So it's ways that you can incorporate travel into. Um, you know, your like daily lovely. life and then right. not be, cause you're, you're correct. Traveling is a privilege. It definitely does take money. It takes, you know, I'll say disposable income. And I hate kind of like the passport shaming thing. Like, Oh, right. they don't have a passport. Or they don't have, certain right. stamps. you have no idea what anyone is going through. I just want people to have the That's desire right. to travel. Like I, I don't have a passport. You. Yeah. yeah. I'll, you, and the thing is you can still, I will say pre COVID, you can still see the world, with cruising and road trips and sure. you know different you can still see it's still a lot in the US to see you don't have to you know go into Europe doesn't make you a world traveler necessarily you know you don't have to be a, a world traveler in that sense to be a traveler if that absolutely not yeah cuz it's and so, so much <laughs> yeah the there's so much and so speaking about that like in that vein you wrote a book which I'm going to let you talk about more in a minute but in this book, you discuss um, some really thoughtful ways to get into the cannabis travel industry. So mm-hmm. you can take what you just spoke of in a local sense and like expand mm-hmm. that in your own career and create more local travel opportunities per se, like other oh, things that people aren't thinking about. Oh, absolutely. Because I think, um, I'm not sure, we'll probably cover it as well, but I think right now people are assuming that people aren't talking about travel, that that cannabis travel as well as traditional travel is kind of dead or like on life support. And I understand because a a lot of the reports are coming out are kind of abysmal, like, you know, all these airlines having to cut their staff and like trying to navigate the whole social distancing while on and, you know, a metal tube type thing. So every, it's so many parts in place and especially with, almost basically all the countries in the world <laughs> saying no mm-hmm. even you know that's what it feels like like our passport power went down from like one to like one or two to like number 23 but it's understandable I'm not faulting you know any other country or even Alaska and Puerto Rico like some of these places in Hawaii that are like islands or kind of you know obscure places that don't have the resources um for an outbreak so we know we don't want you know the high the hot spot um you know residents coming and spreading covid whether you know you believe it or not that's it, we're past that point right now so i want to give people hope that their cannabis travel still is very much alive it's just you have to rethink um how you're going to do it travel yeah so there's like i like to throw out like three to five social distancing vacations that you can take and uh, like that's a better low cost as well as um in your own backyard like literally in your own backyard so like my first one and I tell you also in the uh, book like you can train to be a cannabis chef um Mm -hmm. there are like much of the industry there are people that had these skills before 
cannabis and just incorporated cannabis right in so like you know jasmine moore of green panther chef she's a cannabis her. service cannabis chef she went to you know four-year culinary school she knows mm-hmm. all the techniques um but now she can incorporate cbd strains she'll tell you how it works with certain ailments mm-hmm. um, you know that's one way one pathway into the industry but it's also a way to use that that's part of cannabis tourism so sure. um i like to say there are events there are, you know, the actual travel portion, there are festivals, there's, there's like so many elements to cannabis travel. So a way to have a good social distance, cannabis friendly event um, is to host, you know, a private cannabis infused dinner um, that could look like something just you and, a, you know, you and a friend um, mm-hmm. for private couples, or that can be, you know, for as many as 10 people. Um, you know, we're not doing any huge or promoting any huge like 50 people more events no we, you can still have this small intimate affair literally like right in your own backyard um road trips of course yeah. you know everybody's seeing it, it whether it's an rv or just the car or minivan for the weekend because actually car rental companies are, are like giving away really good rates because we have they have so many cars just sitting there from i imagine you know, the, the lull in travel, um, yeah. it probably is picking up, but you know, if you just have a car and you want a little more space, rent the minivan, rent the big old SUV or something. And, you know, I give myself a random number, two hours North and wherever I land, I land. Sometimes, um, definitely being in Maryland, you can travel all types of places from DC. Right. Pennsylvania, I just found out South. about some places in Maryland that, and I've lived here on and off for over 20 years mm-hmm. and I didn't even know. I didn't even know locally across the street from me. <laughs> I had places that I could go to, you know, it's crazy. Yes. And it's like, they have state park loops. They have like this yeah. waterfall loop. They have like a history loop. They have so many things that you could do you know, in the tri-state area. And again, of course, this is all, you know, compliant with wherever you're traveling. So like, for instance, if you do go up to New York, they ask that you quarantine for 14 days. So please don't make a trip where you're only up there for, you know, three days or something. You want to, you know, visit everything. No, you got to, you know, still listen to the, uh, you know, the land of the law. I mean, right, the law, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, um, don't endanger people yeah don't endanger people doing this so if you only have a three-day turnaround stick to maryland um another like social distance type of i guess travel event is um virtual tours like i know they sound kind of like well i can just go on google and look around right like you might have to like you know your hour lunch break and you just want to get away to cancun real fast but you really can't go to cancun just spend that hour, take a virtual, like almost all the tourist boards, they have like virtual tours of museums and things that you may not, ha- you know, may not had to visit in right. Mexico or Cancun at the time. Fix yourself some like, you know, authentic um, infused meal from Cancun mm-hmm. and like just sure. go away for an hour, put the music on, take your virtual tour, eat your food and you're away yeah. for a second. Like, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to get kind of crafty. Mm-hmm. Um, Incorporate your kids. Let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, I know there are some people, you know, who believe that it's scandalous to talk about cannabis around your children. No. But I am of the brain, I am of the mind frame that you should just be really open about it and, mm-hmm. and honest and educate them because it's a plant after all. Um mm-hmm. 
And so why not? Like, obviously, you can't just go to Jamaica with your children right now and teach them about, you can't go on an educational cannabis tour right now, right? Like across, it's just not practical. But maybe in the future, I don't know, that could be a possibility. What do you think, Ayana? It could, it really is going to be with what society dictates and the more that we educate the more I would sure. say just a, st- a starting point right now so like you mentioned we can't quite get to Jamaica but say like you know Maryland Virginia one of these you know awesome parks even I mean even Sahara not Sahara I'm sorry Sedona Arizona or someplace like that like use your environment to to teach about plants in general so if you're in a state park and you do like a, a you know we go to Patapsco for the day or something like that and we hike the trail Nice. And you don't want to stop and talk about the plants that you do see. And then say, mm-hmm. you know, hey, there's another plant that's something similar. It, and it will definitely uh, drive you know, them by the jails and tell them how many people yeah. are in there unfairly. I was like, you can really start a conversation. And kids are way smarter than we give them credit for. So and of smart. Course, you know, the lesson can be age appropriate. So, yeah. you know, if you have a four or five year old, you might not want to do the jail tour. You might want to do that with the, you know, 16 or 17 year old or something, you know, <laughs> like, it, I'm not, and, and not as a, this can happen to you type thing to like show them the bad about it. But like you said, to have that conversation about what's going on in our prison system and why vote or whatever else. It's like, funny. I was, Sorry, I didn't even mean to cut you off and laugh. I was thinking about my parents did that to my brother when he was really young because oh, he no. was so like, yeah, he, he was always misbehaving and they had a friend and they were like, we're going to lock you up and show you what it's like. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, the little scared. Was, <laughs> it did not well, scare no, him it, straight. It, he wound up going to prison later. So like, anyway. <laughs> it's a lot of ways you can incorporate lessons about cannabis and like you said teach it from like a medicinal plant versus this war and drugs type thing but then as they're older do tell them about the history of why people hated it or why it was so you know why it was so proper was it propagandized i'm making them all words now but you know why was it so much propaganda i like that word though (laughs) Well, was it, you know, why marijuana, that term is kind of like right. on to use now. Like it's a whole lot of history that you can sneak in into, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cannabis use for all ages. Um, or even hemp, if cool. you don't want to talk about cannabis, if you think cannabis is too scandalous at the moment, you know, I mean, okay. hemp, hemp can mm-hmm. save this world, right? Yeah. Oh, so. hemp, all the products and wondrous of hemp. Like, yeah. Like you said, it could be hemp. It could be how we use it from paper to textiles everything else so yeah I think children are ready to have this conversation I mean they see a lot more commercials they see a lot more um information they might see mommy Parents using it for them you might see mommy and daddy use it it's, it's stressful times and right. uh, if you want me I to do it like- I, I mean I use my vape pen in front of my child and mm-hmm. I don't have any shame about that because it's not like I'm blowing smoke in his face or anything like that you know it's it's so. like um, firearms when you kind of teach children how to use it responsibly. The history, like it takes the mystique, the mystique out of it, and the right. going and sneaking, and I, it just yes. it's just a teachable moment. So why not right. teach them? Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see if you know more children friendly cannabis um, activities will be added. I know um, I'm trying to think if I know like any 
private event. Um, there's a lot of, you know, pregnancy use in cannabis workshops. So like there's cannabis doulas, there's mm-hmm. cannabis um, nurses. That, Webinars. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. all type of um, things that come with, you know, even like blunt bone. Blunt blowing mama and love, love, yeah. love. <laughs> like it, it's, it's people out there that have done this, have been villainized for it. You know, threatened mm-hmm. with CPS. They've, you know, they have stories to tell for days. And, and I write those stories sometimes. Oh, <laughs> I, I forget to promote I, my I, own work. Oh yeah, I was like, I, you know, I am a mom, but my daughter is much older, so I don't, you know go through I haven't went through what a lot of you guys are going through and I'm just sitting back learning as well and whenever yeah. someone has, you know has a question I'm just like well this is who you want to talk to because I don't you know I've known I, I have to stay in my lane yes and it's scary you know I mean it's scary to talk about but we have to do it and uh yeah it's the only way we'll all learn um but anyway speaking of learning let's before we end this uh, I know you want to talk about a couple of things but before we do that Let's talk about your book and tell people oh, yeah. where they can get it. <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, so, yeah, those were some. We got off on a tangent about, like, the vacations and travel because I also cover, like, nine other ways um, to enter the cannabis travel industry. I mean, the industry as a whole is definitely a billion dollar. I think it's expected, like, 2025 projections, just rough estimates, like, 70 billion something. Um, again, that's projected. I know it f- doesn't feel like that now with travel being so uncertain. But it's definitely one of those billion dollar um, industries that you want to get in on the ground floor. Um, And I know a lot of people think, okay, if I got to do cannabis at all, like I need a dispensary, I need hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, the only way I could do it is if I'm a grower or and and it's not true. Like there's other ways to get into the industry. And, um, you know, like people say, if you're an accountant. We definitely need you in the, you know, the cannabis industry. Just be a cannabis accountant. You don't have to be a dispensary owner. Um, If you, you know, work in security or something, you know, provide the security because we, you know, like I said, don't have a lot of protections of regular small businesses. So a lot of things are done in cash. A lot of things are not done with the backing of the uh, of your local bank because they're federally run and it's prohibited. So, um. The book is just a way to really give people like a background of what to expect, some ways they can enter the industry, um, and like just a little roadmap of how to get follow. I mean, how to get follow, how to follow through with um, what you were thinking. I think people look at it and kind of get intimidated. Like, I need all this stuff, and I need to be certified and all of this, and right. You know, I don't even really talk right. about cannabis in the ebook. Um, I give you some great resources to find the history of cannabis and how it works and because if you know anything about it you know it's a whole other beast right now as far as like you can go down the rabbit hole of cannabis and not even touch travel whatsoever <laughs> so I don't right. want you to do that so I don't want you to get caught up in like well I have to know every strain and how it's yeah. grown right That's not true for cannabis tourism um everybody is unique even I'll say from trip to trip because I'll have one client who books with me repeatedly but they might go to Amsterdam which has a different strain than Durban, you know, South Africa that has a different strain in Colorado. So, it, oh, yeah. You know, it's still a fluid, ever changing industry. And I don't want people to think like they have to have all this knowledge about cannabis to enter. So, well, isn't that kind of the point anyway, right? Of doing the tourism is learning these things. Yeah, so, why would you be an infinite 
ex, you know, source mm-hmm. of all of that information. And none of us are anyway. I mean, so I like, let's be real. I mean, cannabis <laughs> is always changing. It, it yes. changes. I was like, now we add the changing policies of travel in general. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, it, it depends. Did you grow it indoor or outdoor? Are you looking for this effect now, that effect? Like, it, that's mm-hmm. part of the fun is exploring on your own. Um, what I what agents or travel specialists do is kind of take care of the mundane stuff. So, you know, your flight there, your, um, you know, your transportation to and from the hotel or Airbnb or wherever you're staying. Like the little details we pay attention to with some recommendations. But I really want you to explore and like take in the food of the location, the entertainment, you know, the full experience and not just, hey, I want to try, you know, I just want to go for fun or whatever. Like, you know, try to learn something from it. But I mean, if you don't, you don't. Um, Right. There's, like I said, so many ways to do that and still practice social distancing. So you have camping and RVing and the world has so many locations. I think the U.S. alone. So I kind of, I, I definitely gave you locations by like regions of the world, but I, I also focused on the U.S. and how, you know, 11, is it 11 or 13, have recreational use. Um, at least 22 have medicinal use. Um, I even let you know the four or five that are not friendly at all. Um, so just to give you a, a, a an idea I love of how that. much is your playground, like, yeah. You know, you can, you really can niche down and sell only cannabis tours in California and do so well. You know what I mean? And sometimes you can yeah. also just focus solely on Canada and do sure. so, you know, so it, it's still like levels to everything. And I just want to introduce the world of cannabis tourism to everybody. Um, yeah. It's on our website, it's really only $7.21. You know, I love that too. Is that, well, yes, everybody should get that. And I love that you're talking about like camping and things like that and like the recreational states. I bet there are so many sites that are okay with consumption as long as you're not, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You have to, you would know these things. Oh yeah, no, I, I always I haven't shared that recently, but I'm just like one of my uh, cultivated quickies is don't be a travel jerk. You know, just right. because you can doesn't mean you should. And sure. a lot of people have worked really hard to get these cannabis laws in place. You know, they're not they might not be perfect, but you know, recreational states like Colorado or you know even in uh, Canada where you can consume in, in the public. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to go next to the playground and smoke like all the blunts right. all day long. Like, you know, clean up your mess. Like if you split blunts and you have trash, like clean up your mess. Don't be don't be a, American. A yeah, I was like you know, kind of be mindful of the culture as far as like if you are under the influence, you get a little rambunctious. Like, is it a more reserved part? Uh, is it a more reserved place or is it you know, still be mindful of um, your surroundings. So it's it's still so much to do. I know people are feeling like, oh my gosh, nobody, you know, only the Mexico, the Mexico, even although Mexico and uh, maybe the Caribbean, like parts of the Caribbean want welcome us. But as you see, like they're kind of rolling back, like, okay, we, we tried <laughs> to open it up, but right now, like the Bahamas was like, okay, yeah, y'all have to go. So <laughs> and the rest of you can't come here. And and I understand that because even though it's, you know, the news might report, oh, it's only seven cases or whatever. But if you're an island, 
you have one main hospital and your ICU only holds, say, has five ICU beds, like three, three or five, that's putting it at max. Ten, like, you know, some of these places don't always have the resources that yeah. we're used to. So, you know, look at if you really wanted to go to the Bahamas and you still, you know, really need to travel, look at some like maybe TB, not TB Island, but, you know, uh, actually must. Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, like the Georgia, Florida, Alabama um, coastline mm-hmm. has gorgeous beaches. Like that's, oh, yeah. Florida has gorgeous beaches. Maine has yeah. really great. Say, yeah. it, 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 if you want sun and warm temperatures and the summertime. So you basically have your pick of the U.S. as far as awesome weather. So like you said, yeah. go up to Maine. I, I hopped in the car, I think, two weeks ago, like a little after was it 4th of July and went to Rehoboth Beach and nice I love Rehoboth Beach oh, I it's loved one of my favorite it. And, places to go locally and of course it was like as soon as we came back there was like this surge of COVID <laughs> cases and then we're like oh shit but yeah. we all got tested all tested negative that's because we still practice social distancing when we you know when we got there nobody don't let the don't let all the beach you know photos fool you there were couples there that had like cones around their area mm-hmm. that eight feet don't get within eight feet of me they're like nobody really were on you know top of each other at Rehoboth and like I said we did mass still practice social distancing even in the water um it wasn't like that before really you know from what I remember people are pretty respectful over there like I I think it's like as long as you set out with an intention I'm not going to let this be the situation Mm -hmm. you know and then you can find it you can find it for the most part. You're still going to have people, you know, that try to hover in your space or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've encountered that more at the Walmart than I have at for sure. Because I'm oh, just for like, sure. You know, get away from me, lady. I'll put myself on the belt. But I, you know, just I walking my dog, I find more than just going to like the the local, you know, beach or uh, whatever spot. It's like people don't think to go to those spots so much, especially since it's been so hot, I think. Yeah, that is some <laughs> hidden gems out there. Like I said, you can do a hiking, you can hike a trail. Um, you can go to the beach. Uh, Maryland has mountains to the, so you many know, trails. Yeah, too. So many trails, so many different things you could do. And like, Sometimes I think I was looking at in Newark, New Jersey, a new um, this black couple opened, I guess, like a pop up movie theater. And it was a drive in. I'm sorry, a drive in movie theater. And they show more like culturally diverse movies than your, Mm -hmm. you know, regular 16 Candles and Ferris Bueller's. They are. Right. Um, And I'm like, I would totally just drive up to Newark watch a movie and drive back. I know it sounds completely insane. I mean, insane, insane because there's so many, you know, other things to do in Maryland, but I mean, it's like a road trip. We kind of stay in a car. Yeah. You know, like you, it's, it's different things you could do. And then also staycations in your local hotel. Like, you know, yeah. I could drive to Annapolis for the day and do a CBD massage or do a in-room massage of some sort Ooh. and drive back home. Like we have to get it. We have to fix, have to figure it out somehow. That sounds all, that all sounds lovely. <laughs> I know, and it sounds better than staying home right now. You know, you're still kind of, you know, doing it safely. I know some of the amusement parks open for the children. That's totally up to you if you feel comfortable. (laughs) You know, I've had family to go to Hershey Park, and they, you know, everything was fine. Then I'm not claiming that, you know, for everybody, but just ideas of things to do that's right. Yeah, I want to try to plan a trip to 
think it's Stevensville. Am I pronouncing that correctly? There's like a, a beach there I never even knew about. Mm-hmm. It's about like an oh, yeah. hour and something. Do some Googling. You'll find a lot of hidden gems in Maryland, especially with <sighs> like it's so much history, black history, Maryland. Watching Housewives of Potomac. I'm like, where is that? Where is that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, National Harbor is right down 95 or wherever. It's just so much to explore. We got the beaches and parks and mountains, Deep Creek Lake. Um, Airbnb yeah. is really kind of like a thing now because you, you can stay kind of in your own cocoon as a family and mm-hmm. you know enjoy the lake activities or do a you know bike ride somewhere and come right back home like you know you bring your groceries with you or whatever so yeah people are getting out there i'm excited for cannabis tourism again um that's awesome I th- those are all really great ideas i didn't even think about that about the airbnb and like staying locally that's pretty mm-hmm. pretty awesome i mean especially because like you drive an hour and it's like you're in another state yeah, I mean, I, I go to Bordy Wine, so in Baltimore, I think I, I love Bordies. I oh my god, next time you go, you should like let me know. a lot of. Like, <laughs> it's so close. It's not far. It's probably like fifteen or twenty minutes, and but you do so many, you do so many so like awesome. curves and the scenery changes. You're like, I forget we're in Baltimore. <laughs> I um, always say that every time I go to Bordies, mm-hmm. no matter which way I'm coming from, I'm like, I forget that I'm in Maryland right now. Like, yeah. that's weird. and it's right around the corner yes i love porties oh god (laughs) i know i I had a book club meeting there one time but um if i ever go back i'm gonna try big cork as well i think that's Mm. in rogersville maryland hmm i didn't even know that was a place yeah maryland has a lot of wineries believe it or not we used to go to the great grapes festival every year in hunt valley and a lot of local wineries would show up and oh. I'm sure they can use the, you know, I mean, you could take a tincture with you, um, yeah. you could take, you know, a vape pen because a lot of them are just offering outdoor experiences as, you know, socially distanced um, as they can. Like, you know, there's no more, uh, I guess, buffet style, if that right. makes sense, sampling. Yeah. So like you get a bottle in your table and there's limits to how many people can be at your table. So yeah, why? I wonder. Yeah, I was wondering about that, like how they were handling that now, huh? I'm yeah, have to look into that because I didn't even think about Bordy's being open. I, I, in my brain, everybody's shut because I uh, <laughs> closed, even though I know yeah, they're not. Uh, Bordy's, Lanor, um, Big Cork, and like I said, you could take your take your cannabis with you, like a tincture, an edible, something like that. And some of them sure. have like uh, outdoor concerts. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, you definitely have to check and get in um, kind of early since everybody's, you know, definitely mm-hmm. check your local laws because one might be in Worcester County and one might be in Baltimore County and they're doing right. you know, different things. But um, mostly all of them require a mask um, unless you're outdoor, you know, dining. But when you enter to like get your ticket or anything, it's social distancing, like lots of cleaning spa- um, stations. Um, so, nice. yeah, it's, it's like a whole possibility. Yeah. And, I'm looking at doing it for my anniversary because what else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> I know. I need to start like letting myself go back out there again, but it's just, uh, I'm scared. Be, yeah, I would say it could be overwhelming. I'm definitely take your time, but I just also like to be, bring people the experiences as, as I've kind of experienced them to see for yourself. 
Yeah, um, and those are all great experiences. I mean, they're really so much fun. And I, I think that like we should all try a little harder to incorporate our local surroundings into like our own kind of travel right now, you know? I mean, it, it does wonder for the local economy, like just being a small business owner and so trying to patronize them, it's really rough. Um, yeah. I don't think it's an industry it kind of hasn't trickled over to. So even, you know, the, even the restaurants, um, with them closing or having half capacity, they're not ordering as much produce from our local farmers or, you know, right. milk from the dairy. I used to work at a dairy. I was a lab tech at um, Baltimore's biggest dairy for like 10 years and Cloverland's wow. been around forever, but it's just, you know, it, it cuts into their production because we don't have, um, you know, we're not getting the order from like these cream based soups that Phillips might've sold out of wow. on a regular weekend. We don't have that anymore. So it's definitely ways that are, you know, um, supporting. Things that people don't think about, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and I mean, I, these are all I, I things still, to think about. I still like to tell people we, you know, the government's not going to help us. So, no. you know, um, and I'm big on black economy and spending in black, you know, neighborhoods with black farmers and everything. And that's my personal choice. But just as a, a overall, just if we went out to farmers markets versus, um, you know, in in conjunction with supermarkets, because then you also have to balance. Well, the people at the supermarket needs the jobs too. You know, it, it's it's a balance. But I think if you if you shop right. at say like the farmers market at least sure. just one day a week, whereas whereas opposed that you didn't do it at all, yeah, that can, that can help tremendously. Well, yeah, I don't think it's easy to divest completely from you know like white corporate America, but mm-hmm. I think that like you said, balance. Like if you mindfully say every week I'm going to purchase from um, a black owned business, mm-hmm. just to start one time a week, you know. And then, and then yeah. it's become so natural to make sure that you make these mindful choices before. If you're in the cannabis industry, I'm sorry, but it shouldn't be just a personal opinion. It should be everyone should be putting that at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Even if so. it's hiring, like um, I think you mentioned it earlier when you said a, a couple of things that I wanted to go over. And it was just like sure. how a lot of these cannabis brands are putting putting together some pretty dope call to actions as far as holding the cannabis travel agent uh, industry <laughs> um, accountable for their lack of diversity. I mean, because we all, you know, everybody kind of thinks that cannabis industry is this big utopia because everybody, you know, consumes and is all Zen and happy all the time. Right. But a big issue is social equality, social equity, social diversity, like diversity in the industry is still very much male white owned. And, mm-hmm. um, I just like to give out like these shout outs to a lot of brands. Um, well, a few of these brands, because much like self-care, cannabis and travel industry um, kind of also has a bad common denominator in it. And that's racism. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like uh, Black Travel Alliance is I mean, we're tra- mm-hmm. like traditional travel focused um, Black owned and operated group that are holding you know, a lot of these tourism boards and um, travel giants accountable for their lack of diversity. So they have a campaign called the Pull Up for Travel campaign, and they want, you know, actionable numbers of what does your board, you know, look like? What does your staff look like? What percentage of, you know, Black and Indigenous people of color do you have versus your white staff? And what's your plan to, you know, 
to put back into social equity programs, which are playing to, um, you know, change this. And then on the cannabis side, you have M4MM, which is uh, Minorities for Medical Marijuana. Yep. Um, MBCA, or is it Minority Business? MCB. Yeah, Minority Cannabis Business Association. It's so many acronyms going around. I know. And I'm just thinking Roz. Yeah, she did like the whole organization is awesome. And then, um, of course, like Can Inclusive, um, then those guys, I'm sorry, inclusive base, yes, and almost consulting created inclusive base, which is this entire. And I know there's quite a few other ones floating around, but I know inclusive base, inclusive base is vetted minority Mm -hmm. owned cannabis businesses. Um, yep. So quick, whether you're a quick woman, note, I just wrote about that for high times. It should be up soon. So yeah, look out for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. They definitely um, have created this list of, you know, minority owned and by minority, I mean, basically everybody that is not male, cis, white. So right. if you, you know, transgender, if you're indigenous American, if you're a woman, if you, mm-hmm. you know, have a disability or like an inclusive base, you need to be listed there. I believe it's still free to list mm-hmm. your business there. Um, they also had a campaign where they call out some of these bigger brands, these corporations right. that are coming the in. Accountability list. Yeah, the accountability list. Like we need these actionable tasks because it's easy to yes. get, you know, places to change their avatar and their, you know, cover pages to black squares and not really oh, back yeah. up. So, well, and also just as a little note uh, from somebody who's been doing this podcast for a few years, like people pitch themselves to you as a certain way, you know, I mean, uh-huh. and there's only so much you can find out through uh-huh. social media and uh-huh. an online presence if it's curated a certain way. Right. Uh-huh. So for me, what I'm trying to say is I don't like to align with people who are not in this industry for the correct reason, but I'm uh-huh. sure I have, it's, yeah, whether it yeah. be accidentally or otherwise and the thing about this accountability list it's not like calling people out it's not canceling anyone which is what I think people are so afraid of but why are you afraid is my question if, if <laughs> you're not being transparent just mm-hmm. be transparent why are you in this industry are you in it for like just to make money then fine just make money and, and like don't ex- yeah. yeah don't expect people to support you who are in this for very specific reasons you know um the driving and force it's so unique that this is probably the first like new industry we've had like although it's been around for like 20 almost 30, well the plant itself is eons let's get that right but right. i mean the industry we're talking about this green rush has been like 20 30 years coming but it was slow moving and then when you look at like the history of like tobacco and alcohol, they're at least a hundred years, you know, some hundred years in, but we are in the unique position to be able to not make this a male, a white male dominated industry, like all the others, like we have right. an opportunity to change it. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy because they're putting up a no. fight. And if you don't right. really pay attention and like you said, align yourself with certain brands that are for sure backing up what they say, no one expects these companies to flip the script and, you know, be this, different entity overnight even though i think it is possible like if you really want right. to change it is possible. You're on the right side of something yeah. you could do that overnight 
You might sure. not like the result. It no. might be hard as hell, but you can okay. do it if you really want to. I will say as a white woman, okay, it is one of the most uncomfortable things to unlearn everything that you've been learning in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And But it's something that is necessary. And once you do those things, it becomes uncomfortable to not learn them, I feel. Like to not continue to change, to not continue to progress. So like, if you're really in this for reasons that are, you know, social justice related, then it should drive you, you should feel uncomfortable if you aren't doing all that you can do. And I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about you have all this money, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's, that's a big issue in this industry. Uh, (laughs) You ain't making the money. (laughs) Right, right. None of us are. I mean, there are some of us, the way you just talked about that. There are some of the people making the money. But, um, you know, if we're not the ones talking about why that's not happening, right? We're Mm -hmm. the ones that are supposed to say, okay, hey, the people that are making the money, what are you doing Mm -hmm. with that money? What are you doing? You know? We, we have this unique chance to get it right. And some people are not all going to be on board. Some people no. are going to, you know, really test the waters of what, you know, it's, it's some stuff, you know, you shouldn't say or do or market, you know, in your, in your content, but you do it. And if it's questionable, don't do it. And it's just right. like some obvious stuff just happens, but. Um, and also it doesn't take that much to just say, Hey, look, um, can I pay someone for a half an hour of your time? When I say someone, I mean, you know, um, a person of color mm-hmm. <laughs> say, Hey, how much can I, can I just like, just pay you for an hour of your time? Can you look at this? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. And and don't expect them to solve all your problems. Just say, is this one thing? Okay. Cause it feels a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, like kind of run it through the black, run it through the black gaze. Like you, you make up these campaigns and it's like blackface or something. You're like, how can anybody in your team on 2020 think this is okay? Either you yeah. created a culture where people can't speak Hate up. you. This. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you created this culture right. where you can't speak up in your board, boardroom and say this is a horrible campaign or you don't have diversity or the, com- you know, or it's a combination, combination yeah. of the two. Either way, your culture and your company has to change. And, you know, it's it, it's even small actionable mm-hmm. steps that you can take literally overnight, too. So, like, if you know you have, again, a marketing campaign come up and you're still looking for someone to create that campaign for you, why not hire a black creative? Why not hire somebody right. that's in your if you're going after Latinx community, hire Latinx, you know, hire mm-hmm. somebody in that community that can still bring your, you know, you don't have to hire someone to talk you know, the literal language of the Nez Perce tribe or anything like that. You, you kind of seem disingenuous and fake when you do that, but sure. you still are bringing in, okay, how can I, as a predominantly owned white company, appeal to your demographic without being offensive? Or how about you hire this person to do it because they're, a, you know, indigenous American um, copywriter and they need the help and exposure and be paid adequately don't come with them no, with no oh this will give you great exposure I want to pay you an exposure no you pay them in money <laughs> you know you pay them the yes. same amount that you would pay a white cis male owned you know whatever um exposure but, doesn't pay yeah. rent okay <laughs> it, it absolutely does not I tried to write a check before and they didn't accept it when I exactly. put exactly the dollar amount it was exposure it didn't cash so no you can still do things. You can still diversify even the the vendors you use versus, um, you know, 
having to hire them as permanently. It's, it's ways you can do this. And, you know, yeah. for a lot of companies to remain tone deaf and silent is still saying a lot about your companies. Um, yes. So it's really yeah. just a, it's, it's excuses at this point. It's mm-hmm. all excuses. Um, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to hear about the money, the lack of money or the lack of talent or whatever, because that's just not true. It's just not true. And, um, you know, all here, anything you can find in the right. traditional, uh, like scope of things you can find in cannabis. And by that, I mean, like, if you need an accountant, you can hire a black ca- a cannabis account. If you need an artist, there are pretty plenty of women illustrators that will, you know, illustrate your, your content story or your coloring book. Or what it's, it's so many ways that you can actually um, make that change. But if you, like you said, if you haven't by now, you're really not interested in mm-hmm. doing it. And please, for God's sake, stop this name change. <laughs> like, I don't care if your product is named, you know, some antiquated antebellum outside of a rich right. I don't care if it's named or has the Confederate flag and you took it away, but your your policies are still, you know, racist. Your, right. your lack of diversity is still glaring. You're not giving any yeah. physical money or... Um, and giving you know, like a percentage of a percentage to like ACLU or one of these major corporations that I'm not saying ACLU can't use the support, but I'm saying right. there are, you've got to look at what, what are you really supporting here? You know, are you supporting a Black Lives Matter Philly or are you supporting, you know, a major corporation that has all the money that they could possibly need? And, all and, the and, and that really is the difference between, I'll say like a Red Cross and um, Don't get me started on Red Cross. <laughs> like no, I think for no endorsements to dig to anybody in particular. I'm just, you know, how yeah. they have such a big overhaul that that dollar might right. not stretch as well right. as somebody from like Last Prisoner Project or because they probably won't give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these organizations that have a more boots on the ground connection with the cannabis industry are your right. best assets. But you want to go to like the big Coca Cola brands and you know, think that they're connecting and people are kind of seeing through that facade. I know at least in the right. community, we're seeing through that facade of who's just kind of like, you know, using us as a prop and those who mm-hmm. actually give a damn about us. Like we, like Ben and Jerry's, I will buy Ben and Jerry's even when I stop eating ice cream. Right. Because, you know, though, though they're not perfect and they have, you know, they're- No one's perfect. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, let's stop deifying people and corporations, right? Yeah, because they definitely do a better job than most of putting their money where their mouth is, actually, you know, posting things. You kind of know what you're getting when you get Ben and Jerry's. Like a lot of these other companies, especially when, um, I won't really mention her name, but the older white lady that dropped the N-bomb within the industry. Oh, like I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> How many companies kind of like didn't like acknowledge it? it Yeah, so many times that like when I, uh, yeah. There (laughs) was even friends I saw who liked her apology that I literally was like, I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. Yeah, you you really do learn about people in the comment section because people, for some reason, I guess people don't think that that you can see it. (laughs) I don't know. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I saw you say that. Like, I see, like, even when you like These stuff, things are see, visible. Yeah, when you like certain pages, like we had, um, who was it? I guess the the other guy that's not going to be mentioned in Baltimore. We had a crab house owner kind of oh, right, say right, right. like yeah, crappy yeah. stuff about the black community, 
And mm. when you go on his page, it's just like, oh, he likes Candace Owens and different people that really <laughs> don't speak for the black community. They kind of right. like are not, we don't claim them <laughs> in other right. words. And I'm just like, you kind of couldn't tell from the page what this guy was about. So it's like, this is what I'm saying. That. And I, you know, I appreciate it because at least I know where you're coming from. But, you know, it's still I, I'm performative, not, I, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it performative is. because honestly, most of the time, like I have someone in my life who acts like I'm their own personal Google and it pisses me <laughs> off to no end. And it's like, I hate to be that person, but it's like, fucking take five minutes out of your time, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, I can only imagine for you how much more you have to do and how much more people ask, but it's just like, goodness gracious, just do some reading or, or listening, listen to a podcast for a few minutes, just find out what's going on in the world a little bit more, do a little more research. You you know? Know, it it kind of ties into travel. Travel will, re- will really, I don't want to say humble you, but cause there's, I think it will. Oh, for sure. It and will. It, it, it's still some asshole travelers. Don't get me wrong. It's still some yeah. that will go to other places and get up, you know, go places outside the U.S. And why don't you speak English? Who said you had to speak English? Like you're in my country, right? So how dare you come here and say why? You know that. So that's that's that just makes me think of the 90 Day Fiance because that's <laughs> my that's my. Uh, I'm not going to say guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty about it because I just think it's a, a fascinating character study of how Americans are just so obnoxious sometimes when they travel you know that that could be a whole other podcast of like how you can be a more mindful travel i might write about that you You should oh my god (laughs) that'd be great um yeah do it 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 ties into the you know don't be a travel jerk thing but you have people that you know travel with this air of privilege and confidence and it's just like wow you learn nothing and then sometimes travel like i said i'll go i'm not the richest person in the u.s but i know i have a lot more by far than some mm-hmm. of these other places I visited, and I'm very sure. you know aware of that. I'm very appreciative if they come and talk to me, and you know want to take pictures and really ask about. Like I ask to help when I when I travel anywhere, like Punta Cana, Jamaica. Like I really want to know what's it like here. Like food, like, and I I try to always be mindful not to be patronizing. Like okay, well you know go to Africa, assuming people live in huts and things. I I don't go with that mentality. I know there's more than what I see on the media of a lot of places. So sure. I just like, you know, I just ask questions like, so what it's like to work here? Like, what are, what are your, um, and of course, it's as much as we can with language barriers sometimes. Um, it might not always translate the same way, but, you know, I right. get just a feel of what it's like to work, um, you know, in the industry. Um, I love meeting people that are like multilingual. I'm so jealous if you can speak like two languages. Oh, me too. I just do not have that capacity. I've tried so many times. I I tried Spanish for like the longest time. And I I know like elementary Spanish, but I'm just in awe of like accents and travel and everything. Um, I went to Chicago and a poor Irish guy, I made him repeat stuff like over. And I was just like, I love your accent. Like it's just. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 the same way. I'm obsessed with accents. Obsessed. I love it so much. I'm such a travel dork, but um, <laughs> yeah, we we just have to give it give it a chance. Um, kind of be open when you travel about where you're going. Um, you know, a five star stay in the U.S. might not be the exact five star stay in say India. It might be more of a three. You know what I mean? But have, right. have flexibility. Have some 
spirit of adventure. I have friends that want to go to other countries and still eat chicken fingers and fries. And I'm like, I did not come. <laughs> I don't that. understand that. <laughs> fingers and fries. Oh, the that McDonald's, really irritates like, me. <laughs> I, know the, like, I know the McDonald's in Japan might be, you know, I will go in and look to see sure. like, what's the difference. But yeah, I'm not going to still order the burger. I'm going to order no. something different that I can't get at home. But Right. Don't yeah, order the lobster roll from Maine and, and McDonald's. Okay. Because yeah, like, that's a possibility. Like, it's yeah, interesting it's like, to see. It's like blue, it's like blue crabs here in Maryland. Like, oh. I you know. <laughs> Actually, local where the good crab cakes are. Like you can't always go by, you know what's most popular. You have to ask a local. The locals are like the lifeblood of these sure. locations. I met some pretty dope people from like taxi drivers to local fishermen to everybody. I'm I'm just you know I'm excited to see what that's like in the U.S. too. I mean, there are states I haven't visited. There's definitely dispensaries and farms and so many places. Yeah, I want to go on a West Coast tour at some point. That's my my goal. Yes, I said I want to do two weeks, see Seattle to San Diego, and just like go down. That sounds amazing. And and it could still be done. RV, car, yeah, train. For sure. Like Let's it's, hold on it's to hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to take an RV. That would be amazing. Um, so do you have any other calls to action or anything else that people should know about before we uh, end? Um, let me see. I mentioned, uh, a lot of the, so like, you know, check out the organizations I mentioned as far as their social equity and the cannabis industry. Yes. So like Can Inclusive, M4MM, yes. Medical Marijuana DC. Oh no, I'm sorry. M Marijuana Matters DC. It's so many like M's and cannabis somewhere in titles. Um, and, uh, That's so true. It, I love the, like the catchiness of it, but then it's hard, it's horrible for my memory. Um, and the indigenous American um, community, my friend Mary Jane Oatman, she is owner of, I think it's called I Canacy, the indigenous oh, okay. cannabis. No. I feel like I've heard about that. I need to look into that somewhere. Yeah, Send me the links on that. Uh, okay. She definitely has, like, she's given a different perspective because, you know, like a lot of the land and things like the, um, and this is, I had to learn from her, this isn't derogatory. So people down in Indian country or in Indian country, which is mostly West, um, mm -hmm. and Northwest, they're fighting really hard to be able to grow, you know, their own plant on their land and have travel sovereignty. And of course, the, you know, federal government is trying to do federal government shit and mm -hmm. not allow that to happen. So she does an awesome job um, bringing a lot of tribal information Again, this plant can be used to stimulate their economy as well because, you know, they're oh, microcosm yeah. within the U.S., but they still, you know, suffer from high rates of disease, alcoholism. And, you know, it's time that we, you know, there's a way for them to get the reparations that they are deserving of, a right sure. to vote on their land um, yeah. and use it as they see fit. Um, a lot of treaties have been broken behind this, so it's a lot going on in the cannabis industry there that I want to... So you know, to, to keep an eye on. Um, for me personally, uh, the Green Panther, Panther Chef and I are going to start doing um, a cannabis tour in the area. So it's a Yay. friendly um, vehicle and it's also COVID friendly. So we don't do any more 
Um, I hate saying COVID friendly, but it. I know, but what can you say? Yeah. Um, COVID Tina friendly. (laughs) Like have fun, but safe and sanitary. Um, COVID Kiki friendly. So like we did no more than ten people on the bus. It's enough spacing. Uh, I don't know if it's six feet exactly, but it's pretty yeah. good spacing. Um, we take you a- around the different CBD shops and um, you know, do your group of ten small. You know, a pri- like a private tour. Um, yeah. you can either rent out the whole bus for your private own party, or we'll sell like ten tickets for the day. And our first one is the Black as Fuck Cannabis Tour. Is exactly what I said. Um. <laughs> The entire tour is going to be all black owned, um, either shops, dispensaries, even the party, the cannabis chef, the gifts that not we're all black owned establishments. And we want to take those in the D.C. and Maryland um, area around to see the different dispensaries and experiences that we have. We have um, I'm not sure if it's open, but I know it's going to be on the tour. We have the gallery about nothing, which is a small um hip-hop museum here in Baltimore we're going to kick off there stop by places like Marion Maine which is the um Hope Wiseman is the youngest owner awesome. um, I, I think a big country fan. dispensary owner in a country, yeah, country. She's mm-hmm. black woman, so she's also yeah. um on a tour so stop. Awesome. yeah she is um Hemp Haven Wellness local meditations like a couple of um I know CBD shops and with DC being a recreational state you don't have to be a patient to join us when we, you know, stop in DC, we're going to do, um, you know, 420 friendly stuff. We had the history of cannabis, THC, haha, um, museum mm-hmm. down on Georgia Avenue. Um, I'm not sure if they're open yet, but I know I did a tour there and it's an awesome venue. It's a small, you know, just history about, um, cannabis from the very start to present day. Um, it's next to this awesome black owned ice cream shop on Georgia Avenue. So in addition to cannabis spots that are black owned, we're going to try to hit up, you know, get lunch from a few of these places, um, black owned places. Um, Jasmine will, the chef, she'll have. That's such a nice area too. Oh yeah. It's awesome. I think it's like the garden district in DC and Virginia's, you know, they're doing their thing. Huh? Yeah. That's really nice area. The, um, the Virginia area is kind of coming on board. They're kind of slow to the party. Um, but I think they're going to add like hemp or some type of CD, CBD bill to their um, laws. So just, you know, have a little, might travel up to Philly um, in Pennsylvania and try some private, you know, events there. So oh. we're super excited between that and the book. Um, everything's on frontrowtravels.com nice and let's see oh ig is front row travels llc and yeah that's all all around we can sign up for our newsletter at frontrowtravels.com awesome well i really appreciate you um co-hosting with me and this has been the season three finale um and i'm definitely hoping that you'll come back for season four um and do this again with me i sure will (laughs) you're so awesome um i really appreciate it and um this again i i'm saying it again (laughs) 
I'm just repeating myself today. <laughs> this is the season three finale. Um, and I apologize if it hasn't been like the best season, but you know, it hasn't been the best year either. Um, <laughs> that's all I say. 2020 yeah. been doing 2020 things. Yes. Uh, you know, so that's that's the perfect way to leave this off, I feel. Um, <laughs> if you stay with us until the next season, I don't think you'll be disappointed because we'll have more of Ayana and, and awesome people like her. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, until next time, stay high and beautiful. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Highness Podcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Thanks again.